0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Code. I'm your host, Ashley Coffee. Coffee and Code is your weekly rundown for the latest top tech news from around the world delivered every Wednesday. On my show, you'll find a mix of the latest tech news from around the world, including emerging tech, Privacy, cybersecurity, and more, including interviews with experts, innovators, and everyday tech tips to level up your life. Subscribe to Coffee and Code to be notified when episodes go live. You can also find me on Twitter at AshleyCoffee underscore and on Instagram at AshleyRcoffee89. Thanks for listening and welcome to Coffee and Code. Today, I'll be covering Amazon's big podcast acquisition, Wondery, Binance suspending XRP trading, and Apple losing a big copyright battle against security startup Corellium. Let's get to it. The big story Amazon acquires Wondery. Amazon is the latest company to make a big acquisition in the podcast market. It's buying Wondery, the podcast network behind shows like Dirty John and Dr. Death. Although Wondery is becoming part of Amazon Music, which added podcast support in this September, The company also says that, quote, nothing will change for listeners and that Wondery's podcasts will continue to be available from a variety of providers. The financial terms of this particular deal were not disclosed, but I'm interested to see how the Wondery IP magically turns into Amazon original uh, shows and films. So it'll be interesting to see. This transition. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance is suspending XRP trading for its customers effective next month. The exchange announced Wednesday that U.S. customers will not be able to deposit or trade XRP on the platform effective 10 a.m. Eastern Time on January 13th, 2021, though withdrawals remain unaffected at this time. Binance is the latest crypto trading venue to suspend XRP support in the U.S. after the Securities and Exchange Commission sued Ripple earlier this month on allegations it has been selling XRP as an unregistered security for over seven years. After the news broke, the price of XRP dipped 2.1% to a 24-hour low of 0.199 cents, but it's slowly recovering. Other exchanges to delist or suspend XRB trading trading or markets include Coinbase, Crypto.com, OKCoin, Ziglu, Wirex, Bitrex, Swipe Wallet, CrossTower, Beaxy, and others. And most of these platforms have only removed XRP from their U.S. markets or platforms, though a few have suspended support internationally. According to the SEC suit, which was filed last week in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, Ripple. CEO Brad Garlinghouse and Chairman Chris Larson have sold some $1.3 billion in XRP since 2013. The SEC alleges that Ripple did not register XRP as a security or seek an exemption for the token, of which it holds nearly $50 billion in escrow. For its part, Ripple has called the allegations unproven and has promised to file a response in court in the coming weeks. The San Francisco-based firm has repeatedly called the SEC's suit an attack on crypto in the U.S. with CEO Garlinghouse claiming the agency's actions directly benefit China. A pre-trial conference has been scheduled for February 22, 2021, according to public court records, with the parties required to submit a joint letter describing the case and the arguments each side plans to make, potential motions, and any other potential settlement details the week before. The SEC and Ripple must also file a joint letter by February 15th stating whether both parties are willing to consent to having a, a judge oversee proceedings rather than a district judge. This will be interesting to see what happens in the long run here. Um, this has been going on for a while, but looks like the pretrial conference and conferences will be Happening, um, So we'll definitely see what will happen in 2021 with this particular event unfolding. Apple loses copyright battle against security startup Corellium. For those of you who don't know, Corellium helps customers find bugs in Apple's mobile operating system. And Apple aimed to shut it down. Corellium, a security research firm sued by Apple, has won a major legal victory against the iPhone maker. In a ruling that has wide-reaching implications for iPhone security research and copyright law, a federal judge in Florida threw out Apple's claims that Corellium had violated copyright law with its software, which helps security researchers find bugs and security holes on Apple's products. Corellium co-founded in 2017 by husband and wife, Amanda Gorton and Chris Wade was a breakthrough in security research because it gave its customers the ability to run virtual iPhones on desktop computers. Corellium's software makes it unnecessary to use physical iPhones that contain specialized software to poke and prod iOS, Apple's mobile operating system. The judge in the case ruled that Corellium's creation of virtual iPhones was not copyright violation, in part because it was designed to help improve the security of all iPhone users. Corellium wasn't creating a competing product for consumers. Rather, it was a research tool for a comparatively small number of customers. David Hecht founder of law firm HECT Partners and co-counsel for Corellium, said in a statement, quote, we are very pleased with the court's ruling on fair use and are proud of the strength and resolve that our clients at Corellium have displayed in this important battle. The court affirmed the strong balance that fair use provides against the reach of copyright protection into other markets, which is a huge win for the security research industry in particular. Apple did not immediately respond to a request for for comment. In this lawsuit, Apple argued that Corellium's products could be dangerous if they fall into the wrong hands because security flaws discovered by Corellium could be used to hack iPhones. Apple also argued that Corellium sells its product indiscriminately, a claim Corellium denied. Judge Rodney Smith called Apple's argument on those claims puzzling, if not disingenuous. Smith found that Corellium used a vetting process before selling its products to customers. Apple initially attempted to acquire Corellium in 2018, according to court records. When the acquisition talks stalled, Apple sued Corellium last year, claiming its virtual iPhones, which contain only the bare-bones functions necessary for security research, constitute a violation of copyright law. Apple also alleged Corellium circumvented Apple's security measures to create the software, thereby violating the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. That claim has not been thrown out. Weighing all the necessary factors, the court finds that Corellium has met its burden of establishing fair use. Thus, its use of iOS in connection with the Corellium products is permissible. Companies such as Apple have typically prevailed in similar copyright cases in the past, and the ruling came as a surprise to some attorneys. Still, Over the past year, tech giants have been facing tougher scrutiny as regulators and lawmakers probe the industry's behavior. The CEOs of Google, Facebook, Apple, and and Amazon have faced questions about anti-competitive behavior before Congress, and Google and Facebook have faced charges by regulators and states on those grounds. Apple, in its defense, has said that user security and privacy are its paramount concerns. Many in the scrutiny in the security community praised the Florida judge's decision. This is a major victory for security researchers looking to make Apple devices more safe for the world. This is a very positive signal demonstrating that it may not be so easy for Apple to try to bully those who do things that Apple does not approve of. Apple's approach to iPhone security has long been criticized by some researchers who believe the firm is too protective of its software. The iOS operating system prevents researchers from peering under the hood to look for bugs and other vulnerabilities without first opening up the phone with special tools. In the early years of the iPhone, it was easier to bypass Apple's restrictions. Now the tools to crack open iOS are tightly guarded by researchers. Matthew Green, an associate professor of computer science at Johns Hopkins University, said much of the security research happening on iOS is done by entities that are well-funded and have the time and resources to get around Apple's restrictions. These people tend not to be the good guys, end quote, referring to shadowy companies that sell cyber weapons to the highest bidder. He said tools such as Corellium, quote, are what lowers the bar and allows smaller companies and potentially good guys to get into Apple products so they can do their work, end quote. Green pointed to nonprofits such as Citizen Lab, which aids journalists and others targeted by such groups. Citizen Lab recently uncovered a suspected attack on iPhones belonging to the Al Al Jazeera journalists. Green said he was happy that Carillium defeated Apple's copyright claim because copyright law, he said, can be used by large companies to stifle security research. Quote This ruling really makes it possible for cybersecurity researchers to virtualize and test distinct components of third party software for security vulnerabilities, which is something that has been lacking in the security community in part because of the fear of legal liability. For instance, Orbelis, who was once acting as the chief security officer for the NFL, said, quote, unfettered vulnerability hunting could stop big supply chain hacks, such as the one that affected SolarWinds. That recently discovered hack allegedly gave Russian hackers access to a vast trove of U.S. government data. And over the weekend, Forbes named Corellium the best cybersecurity product of the year. It is time for your weekly tech tip. This tech tip is for iPhone users and it's going to help you be more productive. It's also an accessibility feature that's built into your iPhone. So to access this feature, you're going to go to settings and then accessibility. And then you're going to click on spoken content. At the very top, there will be a switch that will allow you to see a speak button that will appear when you select text. Why this is important is I've found myself wanting to read research papers that are very lengthy or specific articles over technology, but they're lengthy and I'd like to listen to them um, versus read them. I love reading, but I'm just absorbing so much content throughout the day. So by doing this, I can actually have my phone read me these papers, um, or you can have it read an email of yours. Whatever you can select as as text, it will speak to you, the selection, through your headphones. Um, so I think that's a great tech tip for both from an accessibility perspective and from a productivity perspective. Anything that you can select that is text, whether it's an email or a text message or a PDF or um, something on a website, you can hear it and listen to it while you're going on a walk or like you're cleaning your house or whatever it may be in the car. Um great tech tip. Um also don't be afraid to dive into those accessibility features on your iPhone. Uh I when I used to work for Apple, they were just starting to come up with a little more um a few more options for for individuals in the accessibility com- community. So it's nice to see these a little bit more robust and useful and um, tangible, I would say. So yeah, that's your tech tip for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode of Coffee and Code, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated, and it helps other listeners find podcasts that might be interesting to them. I'll actually be doing a giveaway at the end of 2020, and anyone who has submitted a rate or review will be automatically entered to win. Stay tuned for more details, and thank you for listening to Coffee and Code.